0: Thank you, Father, for speaking to us through the Word and by the Holy Ghost. We give you praise for it now in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we are in a, a, a little series called Seasons. In Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, in the first verse, it says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Now, some of the things that we said last week is this. How we relate and how we deal with the seasons of our lives will determine very often the quality of our lives. We also talked about how that a season can be lengthened or a season can be shortened, and oftentimes it's up to us. Now they say that the trip from Egypt into the Promised Land was only nine and a half days, but it ended up taking 40 years. And all the time they were murmuring and complaining, you know, and it took them 40 years to get in. Well, if you want to get, the fa- get on the fast track to get into your land of promise, do some praising and do some rejoicing and eliminate all of the complaining and the moaning and the groaning. And that's a good word. So we know that life is divided up into seasons. And what we want to do in our life is we want to make it Count. A season is for a period of time. You know, coming up real soon is the Christmas season. And the Christmas season is expanded every year. And of course, we're right almost on the verge of going into the playoffs, baseball season. And then, yeah, and then there's the school season. Every season takes its turn and every season comes to an end. You know, today is the first day of fall. Summer has come to an end. Fall is in the air. I'm glad about it. I like fall, don't you? I really enjoyed fall growing up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. All the leaves would turn so beautiful. It was just so good. Amen. So fall is in the air, right? Now, now we know that, thank God, no winter lasts forever. And no spring skips its turn. But here's one of the things I want you to see this morning, is you and I can harvest from every season we've ever been in. Never leave a certain season without learning something. We could also say this, never leave a season empty-handed. Now the children of Israel, and over there in Exodus chapter 3, verse 19-21, talking about the king of Egypt, which was Pharaoh... They kept him in Egyptian bondage for a number of years. In verse 19, he says, And I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. But I will stretch forth my hand, and I will smite Egypt and all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after then, he will let you go. Verse 21, I want you to read it with me. Ready, read. Notice the connection there between favor and being delivered. And when you are delivered, you will not be delivered empty-handed. So I believe this, that when you and I go through a season, we don't have to come to the end of that season and be empty. Amen? Now notice with me, and I think it's Exodus chapter 12, verses 34 through 36, notice what happened over there when the children of Israel actually left. It says, The people grabbed their bread dough before it had risen, bundled their bread bowls in their cloaks, and threw them over their shoulders. Verse 35. The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold things and clothing. Verse 36. Read this with me. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people and so readily gave them what they asked for. Oh, yes. You like that verse? Everyone say, oh, yes. yes. They picked those Egyptians clean. Glory to God. So the point is this, is you and I can always gain something from anything that we go through we can gain wisdom perhaps we were deficient in an area of wisdom but life's lessons sometimes cause us to increase in wisdom the other thing that we can increase in and learn in is being thankful and being grateful i've discovered this that there is on the inside of every man and every woman a strong desire for better do you desire for things to get better Jesus came to give us the better life. Another thing that we can learn in the seasons is life is what to do and sometimes what not to do. You ever been in a place where where you've said to yourself, Man, I wish I hadn't done that? I'll raise both my hands. Or how about this? I wish I hadn't said that. Or I wish I had gone this way instead of gone that way. Don't get down on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself, but learn from it. And and, and take the time and look to the Lord for the wisdom of God. Because wisdom in the heart of man, it's like deep waters. And a man or a woman of understanding can draw that wisdom out by praying and waiting upon the Lord. Everyone say, I'm going to learn and I'm going to gain. I mean, if you went through a season in a coma, at least you ought to come out rested. (laughs) See what you learn and gain Should help you in your next season Amen There's a better way And there's a higher way Now the Lord gave me a couple things the other day I'm going to take a drink of water How many of you like HTO? It does the body good Here's what uh, I believe the, the Spirit of the Lord gave me If you've been through a tough season Before that you move forward to another season do these things do these things Philippians chapter 3 notice with me in verse 13 and 14 verse 13 says brethren I count not myself to have apprehended in other words I haven't arrived but this one thing I do amen So Paul was on a journey. He knew where he was going. He knew that he hadn't arrived yet, but he made this quality decision. This one thing that I do, forgetting. Everyone say forgetting. 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 Forgetting what? Forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting that tough season that I've just been through. In other words, letting it go. Not allowing it to dominate your thought life any longer. Not allowing it to dominate your words any longer. Forgetting those things which are behind. Just lift up your hands and say, I let it go. go. And notice with me, but not only forgetting, but reaching. But reaching unto those things, whoo, glory, which are before. I declare to you today, the things that are before are better than the things you just left. I'm reaching. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Now notice verse 14. Forgetting and reaching, and then the next word is Pressing. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Is there a press in the Spirit? That denotes and tells me that if I'm going to press, that must mean that there's some pressure. And I'll never be able to press through the pressure if I'm bogged down by my past. I'll never be able to move forward if I'm always looking backward. Come on. So I'm forgetting. And I'm reaching and I'm pressing toward the mark. The mark could be your goals. The mark could be this new season. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And one of the things the Lord made clear to me yesterday was was this. Is stop replaying and reliving your past. Remember we read this verse last week. You've been on this mountain long enough. It's time to pack up and get moving. And go in and take your promised land. And then he said this, once you're out, stay out. Once you're out of that season, stay out of it. Stay out of it in your thinking. Stay out of it in your words. Stay out of it in your actions. Yeah, but you don't know what they did to me. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. You don't know how they have wronged me. The people that wrong, have wronged you, quite frankly, many of them don't even care. And you holding on to that and reliving it and rehearsing it and talking about it is holding you back from your new season. So in addition to forgetting, there's got to be some forgiving. There needs to be some Did you know that in life, you're going to get the opportunity to forgive multiple times? Amen? Sometimes we need to forgive ourselves for acting like a nincompoop. But then we need to forgive others for acting like nincompoops, right? Once you forgive and release, you also release yourself. Oh, amen. Now, here's the next thing I saw clearly. If you are down, if you have experienced a setback, I like what Keith Thursey says, don't let a setback cause you to sit back, prepare for a comeback. Amen? I love that, don't you? That's easy to remember. But if you are down, if you have experienced a setback, believe God for a quick recovery. Believe God for a quick recovery. Recovery. In other words, believe him for a turnaround. Is he not the God of the turnaround? Can he turn our messes into great messages? Can he turn our trials into awesome triumphs? Yes, he can. Yes, he will. And I believe he'll do it for you. Amen. Now, a couple of scriptures. I'm going to quote this one. The Bible says that the steps of a good man, they're ordered of the Lord. And he delights in his way, but though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down. Why? Because the Lord upholds him with his hand. In Proverbs twenty four, sixteen, he says it this way For a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up again. But the wicked, they're going to fall into mischief. And then this verse Did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? You know, 9 a.m. shouting clothes are good. Matter of fact, let's just do 10 minutes of praise and shouting right now. Glory to God. I mean, 10 seconds. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody looked at well, Ten minutes? <laughs> I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> They'll start with the ten seconds. Then it'll turn into twenty. Nothing wrong with ten minutes of shouting. Amen. <laughs> but Micah chapter seven and verse eight. Man, what a verse this is. Amen. Micah, the seventh chapter, the eighth verse. Let's read it together. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, when I fall. hallelujah. Amen. In other words, devil, don't you get so happy because even though I've fallen, I'm on my way up. Oh, shout it with me. When I fall, I shall arise. Read the rest with me. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Amen. That's the kind of attitude you have to have about life. Amen. And then, if you need to repent, repent. I mean, sometimes people stay in seasons way too long because of their own foolishness, right? And, and, and the exit to get out of it is repentance. You know, repentance isn't a bad thing. Repentance is a gift from God. He gives us the ability to confess our sins before Him. If we do it, He's faithful. He's just to do what? To hold our sins against us. To beat us up and make us feel real bad. You old scoundrel, you know. No, He's faithful and just to do what? Forgive you your sins. And then not only that, but to do what? Cleanse you. Woo, hallelujah, from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. So if you want to get to the penthouse from the basement, repent. Amen. And God will lift you up and God will bring you up. Yeah, but I've failed and I've missed it. And I've, I've missed so many months, so many de- years, so many decades. You need to get that out of your thinking. Get it out of your vocabulary. And know this, that we serve a God of restoration. God can restore. He can turn things around and make things better than before. Amen. Amen. And then I want to encourage you this morning to look to Him for the new. Look to Jesus for the new. You do know that new things grow in new seasons. Amen. Some of you had some things in your heart for years. It's time for those things to come to pass. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19, He said, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. That falls in line with what we're talking about, doesn't it? Behold, what will he do? I will do a new thing. He will do a new thing if you are open to him doing something new in your life. I will do a new thing. And now it will spring forth. Shall you not know it? Just like you know when the seasons change, just like you know when winter ends and spring comes, so will you know the new season. I will even make a way in the wilderness, and what else? i will make rivers in the desert hallelujah so when we're talking about seasons we're talking about time we're talking about time how many of you know time is important it's absolutely important look at psalms 90 and notice with me in verse 12 psalms 90 verse 12 Psalms 90 and verse 12 says this. And I want you to put your hand over your heart right now and just pray this sincerely. Pray this. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, teach me to number my days that I may apply my heart unto wisdom. The NLT says this. Teach us to realize the brevity of life that we may grow in wisdom. The New King James says this, So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Amen. We do not want to be living in these days without wisdom. We do not want to go through life by what we think. We do not want to face the kind of things that we'll be facing without the wisdom of God. Now, one thing we know about time is time, it is very relative. Is it not? You know, time on vacation, two weeks on vacation, is a whole lot different than two weeks on a diet. You know, which would you prefer? <laughs> 2 weeks on vacation in your favorite spot in California the whole wide world or 2 weeks on Jenny Craig? <laughs> All of us in this place were conscious of time. I've got a big clock staring me in the face. Many of you are wearing watches. You're wondering, well, how long is this going to last? (laughs) See, time, it is the currency of this dimension, of this life in which we live. I like to look at it as time as currency. Everyone say "Time time is currency. Now, the neat thing about time is we get a fresh stack of 24 hours every day, don't we? Time is life and how we spend our time is how we will spend our life right that's why you need to be very very cautious of not spending too much time in front of the television why because the television tells a vision whatever the author of that script whatever his world view is is what you're going to view here when you watch the television so you know I'm not saying that you know through your TV away and don't go to movies and things like that I'm not saying that at all but I'm saying you need to put yourself in a position where you're hearing more of the word than you are of the world And then when something stinks like or feels like the world, you know God's given you a remote. Amen? And you can turn that on and turn that off. So, time. Time. It's life. How we spend our time is what our life is going to be. Amen? that's why it's important as a parent to spend time with your children right because the quality time that you spend with your children is going to bring a rich dividend and return of life and joy into those little ones lives you know we were talking to john the other night actually brenda was and of course, John lives down in Los Angeles area, and and uh, he he uh, she called. Livy got a little watch phone, so she calls Livy sometimes on the phone, and she says, "Oh, hi, Grammy." She says, "Daddy and I are on a daddy daughter date. <laughs> We're on a daddy daughter date. W- w- where are you going? We're going to Sizzler. Okay. <laughs> we we took her to Sizzler over here, you know, on Hesperian." And she got a real good steak and she really enjoyed it. And, you know, we've been to other steak places that are higher end. And she says, I like Sizzler better. <laughs> and I think it was because of the memory because she knew that her daddy went to Sizzler as a little boy on a regular basis. She says, we're on a, we're on a daddy-daughter day. We're going to Sizzler and then we're going to the Culver City High School football game. <laughs> so that's quality time that John is investing in her that she'll never forget. And that'll be carried on and carried through when she becomes a mom. And when she marries the right guy. I declare my grandchildren are going to marry the right guys. Amen? Not the wrong, not Mr. Wrong, Mr. Right. Mr. Right who will treat my grandchildren right. How you spend time. Your time is a seed. How you spend time. How you relate to your wife. How you relate to your husband. How you talk to the ones that you love. That, my friends, is a real seed of life. It's planting the right kind of seed. You see, time with family is never wasted time. And you know what else? This is family. I said this is family says well I don't have a husband I don't have a wife I don't have any kids you've got brothers you've got sisters you've got mothers here you've got grandmothers here you've got some grandfathers here this is a community of believers this is a family church he that would have a family must consider himself or herself a part of the family I think somehow some way the body of Christ and there's so many, much of it going on And I don't mean it wrong, and I'm not thinking about anybody here, but I call it MCS. They have multiple church syndrome. They go to this church because they like the pastor when he teaches on this. They go over to that church because they like the worship. They don't like the teaching so much. They go over to this church, the kids do, because they've got a great youth program. It's MCS. It's multiple church syndrome. What would it be like if we had multiple families? Well, we're not going to meddle on that. Anyway, praise the Lord. Could we get five seconds of praise? Glory to God. (laughs) Y'all sit down now. I know you're excited. (laughs) So anyway, time is life. I I knew that we weren't going to get to the end of this message today. I don't care because we've got next week. But it's vital then to spend time with the timeless one. As you spend time, which we could say is currency, right? You will receive from him a transaction. When you spend time with the timeless one, then you will get a transaction of what? What? of revelation a transaction of answers a transaction of wisdom come on somebody how about a transaction of divine healing yes. oh i'm telling you in his presence there's fullness of joy and the joy of the lord is your strength you can't go into the presence of a holy god and be serious about it without him ready willing and able to quicken and touch your body hallelujah and strengthen you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Glory to God. Now look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians the 5th chapter. He says, Wherefore he saith, Awake you that sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Verse 15 See then that you walk circumspectly. Now the word circumspectly means this. Accurately. It means diligently. You take the word circum and you put spectly together with it. Circum is a circle. Spect- specly is to see. What he's saying is this. You want to be able to see and perceive what is happening around you. Live circumspectly not as a fool but as wise read verse 16 with me redeeming the time redeeming the time because what because the days are evil now notice this word redeem means to buy up to rescue from loss and to improve the opportunity i'm going to say that again Redeeming the time means to buy it up, rescue from loss, and to improve the opportunity. The New Living Translation says, make the most of every opportunity. What he's saying is this, make the most of your time. Another translation says this, and this sums it up very well. Make the very most of your time on earth recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. So we do not want to waste time. I got this thought as I was studying. Wasted time opens the door for things to go south. Wasted time opens the door for evil. Are things to go in a wrong direction. An idle mind, they say, is the is the devil's workshop. And that is why so many people get hooked into things that are baited by the spirit of this world because they're not using their time wisely. Say it with me, I'm using my time for the glory of God and I'm using it wisely. So time, then, is made up of seasons. And what I need to do, and we all need to do, is we need to determine, define some things about every season. Look at Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Things we need to ask ourselves. What's the will of God in this situation? What's the plan of God? I'm going to find the will of God, and I'm going to pursue the will of God. Jeremiah 29, 11 says... For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. What kind of thoughts does he think toward us? Thoughts of peace. God's not thinking badly of any of his kids. Now, back up right here, right now. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts that he thinks toward us are not only good thoughts and thoughts that come from the Word of God, But thoughts are also the plans that he has for us. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the plans that I have for you. Then he goes on to say, These plans are plans for peace. And if you look up the word peace, you'll see that the word peace is shalom. And peace carries with it this thought for your welfare, for your well being, for your happiness and for your wholeness. So these plans that he has for us bring wholeness, they bring happiness, and they are for our good. So for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not what? And not of evil. God does not have evil thoughts concerning your life. Evil means adversity. It means affliction or calamity. God is not the afflictor. Every good gift comes from above. God's a good God. He's not a God that's bringing affliction and adversity in your life. His plans, his thoughts of peace for you don't bring evil. And then he goes on to say, as a result of this, this will give you a great expectation for your end to give you an expected end hallelujah what this means is he wants us to move into our next season or our future with great hope and great expectancy in other words excited about life amen stirred up about life thank God for the life of God and the plans of God that he's got for you The NIV says it this way. He said, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Praise God. So last week we talked about a a certain kind of season in our life and how to conduct ourselves in that season. We're going to just start and get on the edge of it this morning and that is this is God has prepared great seasons for us but are we prepared to receive them Are you prepared for what God has prepared for you Now notice in Ephesians 2 verse 10 Ephesians the second chapter the 10th verse Glory to God I am His workmanship. Say this with me. I am am His workmanship. workmanship. And I am am in Christ. Christ 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 is in me me. the expectation expectation of glorious things. things. I am am His workmanship. workmanship. I am am the the handiwork of Almighty God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am His workmanship. I am His handiwork. I am His masterpiece. I am a piece of the Master Himself. And I am in Christ Jesus. And Christ Jesus is in me. He is... the hope the expectation expectation of great things of better things of 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 new seasons of the turnaround turnaround, for me and for you five seconds come on you can shout about that (laughs) glory to God (laughs) hallelujah Hallelujah. Glory glory to God for we are Every one of us. Every one in this auditorium is his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Amen? Which God has before ordained. Before ordained. From before the foundation of the world he had you on his mind. In His heart and in His mind, He had you. And He ordained you. Not only to do good works, but notice with me, that we should walk in them. There are some places for me to walk. There are some places for you to walk. There are some New things we are all to tread on, to walk on, and possess as a church. There are some great things in store. And in a sense, I believe that you and I are just right now standing at the door ready to go through. And if that's true corporately for the family of God in a local church, it's true for your family right where you live. It's true for your life. Say it with me. Let it be be unto me me according according to the word of of the Lord. Now who will step through the door? Who will step through the door? It's a door of more. It's a door of a new season. It's great and glorious the great and glorious plan of god now i want you to look in the amplified version right there ephesians two ten amplified so the question is is am i prepared are we prepared for the things that god has prepared for us this is one of the major reasons why we're emphasizing the spirit of prayer The spirit of prayer is so vital and so important. And it's not just Raul having it and Pastor Tom having it and Pastor Bren having it and a few women at a women's meeting having it. This spirit of prayer is important for every member of this church. Amen. 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 Notice with me. For we are His own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. And I like this taking paths which he prepared where say this with me there are some things that he has prepared for me ahead of time literally ahead of time ahead of time before the foundation of the world before time was he prepared things ahead for you ahead of time (laughs) <laughs> Woo! I don't know that I understand that but that's awesome he saw us in his mother in our mother's womb he prepared for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time there can be a meal prepared but you still need to come to the table to partake of what's on the table There can be some plans prepared ahead of time, but you must walk those paths. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Read the rest with me. That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us hallelujah prepared this church is being prepared for greater glory this church is being prepared like other churches in the bay area for a revival that quite frankly we have never seen before I mean to the extent that we've not seen before and I believe that prayer is one of the major keys and entrances into greater glory amen Now the word prepare means this to make all things ready to put things in suitable order to take the necessary measures. So when I hear this then I say Lord I must make sure that I'm prepared. And when I say that what I'm saying is this I need to make sure I'm ready. How many of you are ready? How many of you are really ready for those great things that He prepared for you ahead of time? Let us not waste time. Let us buy up the opportunities. Let us spend time with the timeless one and live for Him with everything we got. Soon He's coming. He's coming real soon. Time as we know it shall be no more. We are of the day. We are of the day. And so it's high time for us to wake ourselves and to shake ourselves and have a personal revival begins with us and then let the Spirit of the Lord come upon us strong in ways we've never ever seen before. Amen? You stand up if you would, please. You get anything out of this this morning? I know God spoke to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us today.